1: work all
0: day stress all night take your mind off your money and focus on your life money don't matter or the stuff is bought it's the way you think not what you got
1: yeah unlock your wealth radio starts now get
0: your money man right
2: Today's show is brought to you by audible.com. Get a free audiobook download at unlockyourwealthradio.com forward/freebook, and click on the link to over 150,000 titles to choose from from your iPhone, Android, Kindle, or MP3 player. Welcome to the show, everyone, thanks so much for stopping by. We're so glad to have you. I'm Heather Wagonhols, flanked by my illustrious producer extraordinaire. Thanks. Michael Terry as he takes a bow and we will help you get your money mind right on today's episode with these following great features first off it is our last key in our keys to riches financial wellness series which also means it is the last week of the season so we have our final key here and that's become a voracious reader i also have my papers mixed up so i can't quite tell you what's coming up next but now i can In addition to our key being become a voracious reader, we have Trade Like a Pirate author, Debbie Haig here. Yay! Haig's in the house. (laughs) Hi, And our resident producer, pirate extraordinaire. I guess I forgot to mention that up front. Moolah word of the day has to do with policies and moolah policies. And how about five ways to save in organics? I'm getting quite the little green thumb. Did I tell you I've got little tomato flowers already? And so they say each flower should be its own tomato.
0: Wow, good for you. So I'm
2: pretty excited. If I could just keep those wascally wabbits out of the yard, because obviously our prosperity poochie is more concerned with helping people manage their money than getting rabbits.
0: Yeah, he's he's not a wabbit killer, I
2: don't think. No, He's not even a good wabbit chaser.
0: Yeah.
2: (laughs) (laughs) Like, he will run to the edge of the rock. Or, or to the edge of the grass, and then where the rock starts, he's like, ah, never mind. Yeah. You're on your own. Knock yourself out. Yeah. And so they did, and they they feasted on my verbena. It's like it must be like crack because they ate it down to the nubs. That and petunias. Gee. They're like can't. They like the oh yeah, they went nuts on those, about, and I was like,
0: how oh. about marigolds? That keeps them away, I thought. Oh, does it? I, I heard. Marigolds. I'm gonna have to go get some of those. Yeah.
2: Uh, are they annuals that are currently in blossom? I don't
0: know. I mean, I remember. I remember from years years ago, my first uh, my first wife would plant marigolds around all the vegetables. That's all I remember.
2: Oh, you know, I'm so upset too because I planted strawberries and I got one of those cool topsy turvy hanging things for the strawberries and and all the plants that I picked from the store have flowers on them. He said each flower is a strawberry, and then I also. Um, ordered because you know I can't even say the a word around the house now by the way because now that we live in a house and, and the packages from Amazon the a word come to the house my husband now sees all the, all the boxes so. piled up yeah because I don't have a I don't have a trash chute where it all goes bye-bye
0: <laughs> we have financial so,
2: infidelity we're having a little financial infidelity well no because the the infidelity's been uncovered so but but he see but but he's starting to see what's inside those boxes and then is, he's seeing how it makes our life easier that I don't have to run to the store for stupid things like paper towels and toilet paper oh, it just yeah. gets delivered absolutely and it's cheaper I can't get in the car and drive to the store and pay even using coupons buying stuff on sale for as cheap as Amazon can bring it to yeah. you yeah. how they do it I don't know they yeah. must own gas stations too for all their delivery people because well,
0: and I think they have the, you know they're they're building warehouses in in a lot of just different urban areas so I think.
2: Oh, we have a monster hub here. Yeah, yeah. Arizona has a monster hub. So, yeah. So, I even ordered some from Amazon. Ten bucks for these white strawberries that come from wherever. To so get the little plants. I got ten plants. It was like a buck a plant. And, yeah. And so, I had set it on the ground because I couldn't really, I didn't have a place to hang it. And so, they wiped out the first three rows. And there was only like four rows wow. in this little circular hanging cool. thing. So, I've I've got just the top ones. Growing, I'm so angry they ate all the others. So, yeah, waskily wabbit. So we're going to talk about organic items when you can't grow them yourself because I'm still going to have to shop. I guess was the whole point of that tie, right? Yeah. Anyway, we have an incredible show in store for you. Our trivia question, as always, is ba- based on a previous episode, and our previous episode was uh, become a. Ver- or, wait a minute, that's this one.
0: Nope. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, on the the
2: Waskily Habits are chewing at my memory too, darn it. So our last episode was practicing the three R's, review, revise, and recommit. So uh, for those of you who are Insiders Club members, you don't even have to answer the question if you want to enter to win weekly prizes because, hey, guess what? You're already entered automatically. But for those of you who aren't an Insiders Club member, you too can still be a winner by answering the trivia question correctly. And this week's trivia question is, from last week's show, Practicing the Three R's, we talked about review, revise, and recommit. Those are the three. So what did we need to do first before we start our review? It was step one of the review, if you would, that you needed to do because you had to get your mindset right before you started the rest of the process. Do you remember what it is? You got a furrowed brow there, I'm gonna, Mr. You know, Terry.
0: I'm going to start saying I remember what it is because I can't tell you the answer anyway. So you, people are going to think I'm stupid if I don't think <laughs> <what
2: I'm> saying <laughs> Nobody's going to think you're stupid. They're oh, going to sure. think you're paying attention to the dials. I know what this is, sure. Okay, well, I'll ask a different question, so why don't you answer it? <laughs>
0: Ah, put you on the spot there. Me. <laughs> yeah,
2: culture of love. So if you have the right answer, you can win one of three ways. If you're listening live from our website or on Stitcher, you can hop in our chat room at unlockyourwealthradio.com and chat in to win. You can call in at area code 866-966-9420. That's 866-966-9420. Or if you are listening from a podcast, iTunes from your, mobile phone you can send an email to trivia at uywradio.com that's trivia at uywradio.com good luck and if you have no idea what the answer to the question is you can still be a winner and get free stuff because one of our sponsors audible.com has a free audiobook download for you and a 30-day trial just for trying this service No commitment, no obligation, just for checking them out. So check them out, because that's how you get this show for F-R-E-E, our second favorite F word. (laughs) Effort? Uh, F word. Forever. Forever? Is that your first favorite F word?
0: No, what's your favorite? Effort?
2: No, so free is my second favorite F word. I've
0: got you. Because there's
2: a first favorite. Uh, Four-letter word. (laughs) that's a different show but anyhow so if you want to win uh, or if you would like free stuff but you can't remember what the answer is all you have to do is visit our website at unlockyourwealthradio.com slash free book and click on the audible.com offer and no strings attached visit the website to start your listening now and that would be a good idea considering this week's key is become a voracious reader And that's one way you can, because you can read with your ears. Who knew you could read with your ears instead of your eyes? And since Uh mine have been deteriorating, it's a good thing. So let's talk minutes on your money, shall we? I am a big proponent of organic foods, and mostly because pesticides and all those things whack with my hormones, and they get all wonky on me, and I don't feel good. I get stuck sleeping all day, and and all night, and then I don't have enough energy to do things when silly little chemicals kind of get around me. Crossed
0: up up conditions.
2: I know. It's a a messed up deal at the best. Um, At the worst, uh, you know, um, my life stinks because my weight goes up and down, my blood sugar has problems, all sorts of stuff. So I like to eat organic whenever and wherever possible. And organic food is typically more expensive than non-organic items. But who, can, who says you can't afford that luxury item? The following five tips will help you keep your organic items to a low cost. First, you've got to find the best deals. Do your research and map out each farmer's market and grocery store for the cheapest organic items. Whole Foods Market brand, called 365, is typically the most reasonable organic price compared to other name brand organic products. Keep track of where you purchase these products so the next time you go shopping, you'll get the best deals. Second, buy items in bulk. Most bulk bins will have cost-effective items to purchase in large quantities like grains or nuts. Compare these items to the packaged organic items before sealing the bag. And, you know, it always pays to comparison shop. We were looking at just detergent the other day. And my husband was like, oh, grab that other one, that bigger one. There's more in there. And he goes, it's a better deal. And I'm like, how do you know? Did you look at it? And he goes no, and so I whip out my calculator on my phone and I did the math from the smaller sized item versus the bigger one, and the smaller size was cheaper per unit. It was, it was cheaper. So, but but we have always been keyed into bigger is better. It's one of those kind of uh, uh, heuristics that that operate under the ether. So the behavior is pre-programmed to go buy bigger is better. Yeah even though it may cost more. So pay attention to that. Shop around. Take advantage of weekly sales prices and specials available at the market or grocery store. Look online and check the weekly ads and keep an eye out as you walk the aisles. You might be surprised to find the unadvertised sales going on right in front of you. Number four is grow your own as long as you don't have a wascally wabbit problem. Buy organic seeds for your herb or vegetable garden and start your own produce section in your backyard. The benefit of growing your own garden is you control how it's cultivated and can control what if any chemicals are used. Pretty amazing. And last but not least, cook from scratch. Buying prepared organic foods can cost up to 30% more than buying the items separate And cooking it yourself at home. Try to avoid the impulse purchase of easy fat frozen entrees reminding yourself how good you will feel after a cheaper meal is prepared by for yourself. And you know what else that people don't realize is that it's not only good for your wallet, it's good for your waistline because the mere act of preparing food burns calories. Because you spend more time cooking it, you know, than the 60 seconds in the microwave. And the activity that's generated, you're spending calories, and you're creating another level of satiety that people don't realize. Because you're taking the time, and you're smelling the smells, and so the anticipation grows. And you get the excitement, and you'll enjoy the food more. You'll have a higher level of satisfaction as you're preparing it because you're putting your love and energy into it. So it's not only good for your wallet, it's good for your waistline. So that is our minutes on your money. We have our moolah word of the day. We have our uh, trade like a pirate guest, Debbie Haig. And our keys to riches, the last one of this radio show season coming up. You're listening to Unlock Your Wealth Radio, and we'll be right back.
3: Commander Marty Logan here from the Top Gun Seminars.
2: I'm Heather Wagenholt. Too much month left over at the end of the money? Tired of paying off debt again like a slave? Then tune in to my one-minute update on Fort Myers Beach Radio for your morning cup of money motivation. And for more tips, visit crackingyourmoneycode.com.
1: Greenback is your neighborhood lender for auto title loans. We offer fast and easy cash title loans for cars, trucks, and motorcycles. Keep your car with title loans from $100 to $50,000. There are no year or mileage limits at Greenback. And we offer the cheapest rates in Arizona, guaranteed. For more information, visit GreenbackTitleLoans.com or call 480-926-6666. Work all day, stress all night. Take
0: your mind off your money.
2: Welcome back to the show, everyone. You are listening to Unlock Your Wealth Radio, and I am she, your maven of moolah, Heather Wagon Halls. Just in time for our moolah word of the day, and it's actually a
0: phrase.
2: That phrase would be monetary policy, and monetary policy is the regulation of the money supply and interest rates by a central bank, such as the Federal Reserve Board in the United States. In order to control inflation and stabilize currency, monetary policy is one of the two ways the government can impact the economy. By impacting the effective cost of money, the Federal Reserve can affect the amount of money that is spent by consumers and business. Pretty interesting, isn't it? Very. Very interesting. So, uh, monetary policy, you know, here's a little tidbit of information. So Alan Greenspan, who created a lot of the wealth and abundance for many folks with the monetary policy he had while he was chairman of the Fed. Lowering the interest rate, you
0: mean? Doing well,
2: just just keeping tight reins on where it went, when it went. You know, he was one of Ayn Rand's little buddies. Hmm. And when she was writing Atlas Shrugged, she would have these little soirees at her place where she would give out the m- most recent chapter for everybody to read in the story as she was going through it. And he was one of those peeps.
0: Wow.
2: Isn't that cool? Like, Very he cool. totally got to know her. So, um, yeah. So, there was objectivist philosophy in political action. It's pretty cool. Yeah. <clears throat> so, uh, shall we have our guest? You yeah. want to trade like a pirate? Aye, matey. Hi, <laughs> matey. I want to trade like a pirate, too.
0: <laughs> She's after me, Lucky Char. <laughs> that's
2: not a pirate. That's a leprechaun.
0: <laughs>
2: oh, my God. She, she's after the booty.
0: <laughs>
2: or the Well, you wouldn't call it looty. So it's booty, isn't it? That's a pirate's take is booty. Is it? Yeah. Okay. Booty. So she's after your booty. <laughs> she's
0: she's going to be disappointed. <laughs> Whoops.
2: Don't worry. I won't tell Jennifer. My lips are sealed. <laughs> More financial infidelity on the radio show Okay But seriously folks uh, Debbie Haig has a rags to riches story And has become an influence in the finance industry And her own daughter's successes Debbie was 16 and pregnant with her first child By the time she turned 20 she had had three And then was divorced consequently from her abusive husband She provided for her three young daughters without the help of welfare or living with her family by working two or three jobs. At the age of 21, she started college and worked as a bartender while in school. Even though it took her nine years... She obtained her degree in business management from Indiana U- University. And she you know, she also did not have a straight path into the finance industry. She kind of hopped around. She worked at a law firm, a golf course, and failed greatly in the markets before getting a proper education in trading and investing. She is now a successful and confident investor in the markets and travels the globe educating others how to properly trade and gets to combine her love for finance and educating, working, for Online Trading Academy. Debbie also authored the book, How to Trade Like a Pirate, and she is joining us today to share with us how we can also trade like a pirate. Debbie, welcome to the program. Thanks so much for being a part of Unlock Your Wealth Radio. Well,
4: thank you. I'm glad to be here.
2: I am so excited to have you on. I love the title of your book. But before we get talking about your book, I want to ask you how you came to the financial services industry.
4: Oh, my husband and I own and operate two golf courses in central Indiana. And like a farmer, we just had to stockpile money in the summertime in order to get through the winter. So I started trading that money. And my first goal was just to be able to pay the expenses of the two golf courses through the winter. But eventually, I got intrigued by the market and made it a full-time career.
2: I know. It must be pretty exciting to have just kind of wanted to dabble in it and then all of a sudden become an instructor.
4: Yes. I was trading full-time, and and what I realized uh, after a period of time is that trading really doesn't require your entire day. In fact, most traders do better if they don't sit in front of the computer all day. So I was just looking for something else to do, and I had a passion for teaching, and so I was recruited in by one of my mentors who was an instructor at the school so or at Online Treating Academy. So I just, just thought, you know, well, I'll try it for a while. It sounds good. And uh, I'm still doing it five years later.
2: Yay. Well, that's so exciting. And, you know, what's interesting are some of the statistics about women and money. And it's really it's really kind of interesting that now women... Expect, are expected to go from controlling $14 trillion last year to be controlling $22 trillion in the year 2020. That's an amazing amount of money, especially when the statistics show that only 26% of women feel comfortable making their own financial decisions. How can that be?
4: You know, it, it's amazing to me that women aren't comfortable with that because they're, they're just a natural. If you think about you know the majority of women, run the household finances, but when they get into larger finance, somehow they lose that comfort, not realizing maybe that their skills are transferable. You know, they've become bargain shoppers. They know how to buy low and sell high. So they they make great traders. They make great, um, they, they bring great skills to the financial markets, but somehow they don't feel the confidence just yet. I think that comes with training.
2: Right, and to be able to demystify it and build the confidence that they are capable of it. Because women are making so much more money today, wouldn't you agree?
4: Absolutely, absolutely. And I think women have been, you know, coming into the workforce in in different areas, but the finance area has still been weak, and I think a lot of it is just, um, they haven't approached that area maybe because it is more mysterious. If you Once you get in and understand it and see that it's not, I think that they certainly excel in that.
2: You know what I find provocative, and a conversation I just had the other evening at a Toastmasters club about the dynamics uh, between men and women and money, is that what's interesting is post-women's liberation... Okay, so I'm talking about the bra burning of the 70s. So we're post-women's lib, and our daddies are still not teaching our daughters about money. You know, they they teach their sons how to be good providers, and they teach them how to lead and to make decisions, but most of them just spoil their daughters and say, well, you know what, I'm going to marry her off, and she won't be my problem anymore.
4: <laughs> yeah. You know, I guess as a mother of six daughters, I just didn't look at the world that way, and Um, Fortunately for me, my husband doesn't either. We've always believed that, you know, women should be independent, and you never know what will happen in in life. So being able to take care of oneself is just an incredible skill. All of our daughters have at least a bachelor's degree, some of them more, but we've taught them to certainly be able to take care of themselves. Not that they they have to. Some of them are stay-at-home moms, and I, I applaud them for that, but it's by choice, not because they absolutely can't do anything else.
2: Then that's, you know, I think people, you know, discount the power of motherhood. But, you know, I would rather have an educated woman sitting at home raising her children because, you know, she's preparing our future. So.
4: Absolutely. One of my daughters is going to be a stay-at-home mom. She's getting married in May, and um, I'm going to teach her as soon as, as the wedding plans are over. That's kind of the middle. We're in the middle of that now. But we're going to start working on learning Forex. And her goal is to replace her income before she ever quits her job by having a Forex, um, skills in the Forex market. She'll be able to put baby down for a nap, trade, and then go on with her day and, and make her money in the morning just by baby snapping or still sleeping.
2: I know, and Forex is so easy to do. It's kind of one of those set-it-and-forget-it sort of kind of markets. You don't have to sit there and monitor every single movement of the currency throughout the day.
4: Right, and, and Forex isn't as a great market to get into initially because you can start with a, a smaller account size and you can trade in the in the micros and learn how to trade without losing a lot of money while you're learning or while you're making the mistakes initially. So it's a great market we recommend for trading. I mean, my favorite is Futures, but I like to start my daughters
2: in Forex. Nice. That's so awesome. I'm glad you have a strategy like that. Now, uh, one of the things that I think is is really important when it comes to educating our daughters is uh, that, you know, and this is something that I had a problem with, and I was the top income earner in my first marriage, hence the term first, because I've got another husband now. <laughs> and I, I was aggressive, you know, not professionally, and I made boatloads of cash. And I just relinquished it to my first husband. And you know, because I thought that I was doing the right thing because he's supposed to be the man. But, you know, I, I wore the pants and the skirt and I kind of gave up all of that money. And I think that that, you know, if I was the one making it, that certainly he could influence those decisions. But that I feel like I made a mistake when I gave up control over that. I I, I had control over making it, but I didn't have control over how it was spent. And do you think that that's a, a challenge for women?
4: I do. I think we have a tendency to do that just because we we tend to be <clears throat> more nurturing by nature and we want to be cooperative and we certainly want to be respectful and we tend to carry that sometimes a little too far in respecting their desires and wishes to where we relinquish our own. But I think, you know, we live and learn and I certainly made those mistakes in the past and uh taken control of that now and I am a very independent thinker and I make my own financial decisions and um Fortunately we my husband will usually agree with them, but I still make them myself and I I feel like that that's an important quality for everyone, not just not just women but men. I think dependence is not necessarily a positive if it carries if it's overboard where you're dependent to the point of feeling like you can't take care of yourself. I I that was a big quality I wanted to instill in my daughters, always be able to take care of yourself.
2: I think that that's a great point, and I've read a lot of the work of the late M. Scott Peck, and one of the things that he referred to is dependence as being not a good thing in a marital relationship, but rather we should strive for interdependence, where we're connected, but we're individuals as well as a unit. And I really like the way he wrote about that, and I think that that's kind of you know, what you just summed up. Now, we are going to talk about... Trading your award-winning book, as I should say, trade like a pirate. After the break, you are listening to Debbie Haig on Unlock Your Wealth Radio, and we'll be right back with more after this.
3: Commander Marty Logan here from the Top Gun Seminars. What I've learned over the years is that the most successful people in life have coaches to guide them along their chosen path. Wayne Gretzky, Michael Jordan, Tony Stewart, Tom Hopkins, Kathy colby all had coaches. Whether it was their father, someone else's father, or another person who helped them to shape their desires into an achievable path to success with a system of accountability where quitting was the only way to fail. Each of these people had someone who didn't see them as they first were, but as the person inside, they knew they could easily become...
2: I'm in the wagon halls. Too much month left over at the end of the money? Tired of paying off debt like a slave? Then tune in to my one-minute update on the Jiggy Jag Wire radio network for your cup of money motivation. And for more tips, visit crackingyourmoneycode.com.
1: Greenback is your neighborhood lender for auto title loans. We offer fast and easy cash title loans for cars, trucks, and motorcycles. Keep your car with title loans from $100 to $50,000. There are no year or mileage limits at Greenback, and we offer the cheapest rates in Arizona, guaranteed. For more information, visit GreenbackTitleLoans.com or call 480-926-6666.
2: Welcome back to the show, everyone. You are listening to Unlock Your Wealth Radio, and I am she, Heather Wagenhall, your purveyor of prosperity, and I am joined by our special guest today, Debbie Haig, author of Trade Like a Pirate, the award-winning book. And Debbie, before the break, we were talking about women and money, and how so women don't feel comfortable making their own investment decisions. But over the break, we were chatting, and you mentioned that women make better traders. So tell us why women make better traders than men.
4: Well, there are several reasons. I think, statistically, we, we know that they are better traders, but I think there's reasons in their, in their per- characteristics and their personalities. Women are, by nature, a little more conservative. So in trading, you want to, you know, we want to take low risk trades and high probability trades. So women have a tendency to be able to multitask, looking at a lot of things at once and making a good decision. That's a good quality for traders. And then probably the biggest one is that we're bargain shoppers. We like to buy low, and when a market is dropping, uh, you you mentioned this on the break. You know, you look at the market as a bargain, and that's exactly what women see is that they're not going to pay high prices and we'll walk into a store and say, I don't care how badly we want it, we'll still wait till it goes on sale. And in a stock market or features or forex, it's the same thing. We want to wait till it goes on sale and buy it at a low.
2: Especially if it's a blue chip. You know, when do you ever get to buy a blue chip on discount? But when the market's going down, that's the best time because you, you have a lower in. I mean, and so, you know, I, I personally believe you make your money on the buy, not the sell.
4: Absolutely. The entry is one of the most critical parts of taking a trade and, and these are very teachable skills and I think that we're talking about women not having confidence. I think it's because they they may be, you know as you said, raised that way to not really be taught about money. But when we see the women come into Online Trading Academy and sit in the class for a week, they become so confident because they realize it's a skill that they've learned in a week. And, and we can teach them, where do you get into the trade? Where do you put your stop loss? And where do you get out of the trade? It is a teachable skill. It's just that they've never been taught.
2: Yeah, I, you know, and... I was a stockbroker so I was able to learn the industry and the ins and outs and so I was fortunate to be mentored by some really great folks along the way. And and so I always loved to trade and I even you know, one year I didn't even work. All I did was day trade until they changed the tax laws on us. <laughs> <laughs> and then I was like, Well, all right, maybe I'll go get a job. <laughs> Cause, you know because because for me you know I didn't have anything else to do that that I was trying to you know uh, minimize my amount of time on the trading I mean I was there for the for the excitement of the market and the movement and come on baby and let me make sure I got the right one. And I was always doing my research and homework and, and I just loved it and I was totally into it. But you know, you mentioned that your daughter is going to be a stay at home mom and, and she's going to learn how to trade so she can do it to replace her income and she can be just as effective in a fraction of the time. So can you talk about some of the benefits that we can have by becoming you know, well-versed in trading and trading for our own accounts?
4: Oh, I think it's an amazing amount of benefit. You know, as I mentioned, we we own two golf courses, so you're you're in one industry, and when that industry suffers, you ride it up and you ride it back down. So, first of all, you're able to get in and get out of different industries or different sectors in a matter of the click of a mouse. Um, The second part of that is just the financial freedom. I was at a a law firm, and, you know, every, every career has a salary cap. Trading doesn't have a salary cap. There's no amount where you say, okay, you've earned as much as you're allowed to. Um, And probably the biggest one to me is the freedom. I can trade from anywhere in the world. I was sitting on a balcony in Bali looking out over the water. Oh, my. I had my laptop in my lap, and I thought, yeah, this is good. So, I mean, you can trade from virtually anywhere, and your laptop becomes your mobile office. So, you know, you're not not stuck in the north in the cold winter months. Oh, yeah. You can travel, you can go anywhere you want, and then it requires very little time, so tremendous quality of life. I think it's, it's an excellent career for anyone, a man, a woman, a single mom, I mean, just anyone across the board. It provides so much for quality of life and financial freedom.
2: So as, as, uh, as you became an instructor, you've also published a book, Trade Like a Pirate. Tell us what the book is about.
4: Well, you know, I, I absolutely love teaching. It's just been my passion since I can remember. And I love teaching the class, and I would tell stories in class, and the students would say, you know, you ought to write a book. And so then it would, they would joke around and say, oh, you know, when is your book out? I finally just said, you know, I I'll have it out by the fall. This was last year and, and the, or two years ago. And I finally said, you know what, I said it. Now I have to do it. So it's the stories. It's really lessons learned. Traders fall into just the same common trap. We have a tendency to get out of our trade too soon or move our stop loss too soon or there's different ways that we think that can sabotage our trades. So I wrote the book for traders to kind of help them through those initial traps that most traders find themselves falling into.
2: So that's interesting. So what are the characteristics of a pirate that make them great traders?
4: That was a nickname uh, that I got from my mentor who said, you know, you you grab the golden jump ship. And I'd actually said, he said, are you you in the trade? And I said, I already grabbed the golden jump ship. And so he named me the pirate. And after doing a little research, I I found that traders have a lot in common with pirates. For example, I'll just give you one of them. A a pirate will look for a, a very specific ship. And they wait for that ship. They don't attack just any ship because if there's nothing on that ship that they could really gain from, they would have a loss of life. In other words, they would be taking a risk with no real reward for it. So they were very selective, and traders are very selective about which trades because you're putting your money at risk, and if there's no reward for that, you don't want to be in that trade. So I found a lot of interesting parallels as I was uh, thinking what a title I would use. And since I was always called the pirate by my trading friends, it just became a natural.
2: It's an awesome book, Taylor. It certainly piques your interest. So now you just recently won an award for this book. Is that correct? Can you tell us about that?
4: Yes, I did. I I was nominated for the Trader Planet Star Award, and that just uh, was announced February 10th. So that was quite an honor that I didn't expect. In fact, I didn't even know I was nominated for it. And uh, I was doing a radio show with um, our, our local radio show with our company and online trading Academy has their own show. And they asked me how I thought about, how felt about being nominated. And I was, completely dumbfounded. I had no idea I was even nominated, so I was quite honored.
2: Oh, wow. That's awesome. (laughs) How great. (laughs) That is totally unexpected. Well, congratulations for that. So if folks are thinking about starting a trade and they're concerned about, okay, well, you know, I'm going to have to have a lot. It takes money to make money. And, you know, what if I'm not, what if I go and, and try it and I don't do well and I lose money? Uh, What are some of the myths that people have about trading that you can help dispel and give folks the confidence to actually pursue a course like Online Trading Academy?
4: I think, you know, a lot of people think that you have to have some special skill or intelligence or be in tune to the market or, you know, any of that. And, And we teach them right from the start that, you know, first of all, we'll... tell them you don't need to watch the news or read the newspapers or do any of that. Really, what we're teaching students how to do is see where institutions are buying on a chart and see where they're selling. So it's much simpler than they could ever imagine once you learn to see that footprint that institutions leave when they're trying to buy or trying to sell. It becomes a lot of, you know, just a very teachable skill. The other thing is the amount of capital that it takes. Certainly, you're going to, you know, you're going to spend money on an education, but um, once you, you get through, and your, the amount of capital that you really need to trade doesn't need to be that, that large. You can start with a very, very small Forex account and develop your skills. Once you get the consistency, then it's just a matter of adding contract size. And then at that point, you start to make more money so that then you just grow what you're doing. You don't change your process, but you just add more contracts to it, and then the money will come.
2: Okay. That's some really great advice. And I think that that helps people dispel the myth because they're probably thinking, oh my gosh, there's so many companies that are publicly traded. How can I pick that? And how do I research? And I was never good at research in school and I don't want to research. So that makes it easy if you already have kind of a, a simple map for folks to follow. And it's like here, do one, two, three, four, five. And, and you're kind of, you, you follow this and you stick with this formula and you can be successful.
4: Yes, we also teach them the difference between trying to trade for income if you want to use it like I do as a way of of creating a a daily or weekly income, but you can also just trade for long-term wealth, and we teach people to trade in as little as just using a few hours a month. Mm -hmm. People who want to either grow or protect their wealth, some people lost half of their account back in 2000 and again in 2008 and now we are at a market high and they're you know they're wondering they're afraid that they're going to see it collapse again and they want to know how to protect it so mm-hmm. we see a lot of people come in just trying to protect their wealth
2: well that's been some great advice and debbie if folks want to find out more information about getting your book or starting one of your courses at the online trading academy where can folks find you
4: The best thing to do is go to tradingacademy.com and they'll find all kinds of places to register for one of the free seminars. They can go in and and get started in learning and see if trading is for them. It's not for everyone. It would give them an opportunity to just take a look and see if it makes sense for them. So tradingacademy.com is probably the best place to get started.
2: Outstanding. And thank you so much for being a part of our show. Today it has been a wonderful discussion. And for those of you who are driving around without a pencil, never fear. UnlockYourWealthRadio.com is here where you can get all the linky links to Debbie Haig's information and classes. And don't touch that dial because we have more Unlock Your Wealth Radio coming up after this.
3: Commander Marty Logan here from the Top Gun Seminars. What I've learned over the years is that the most successful people in life have coaches to guide them along their chosen path. Wayne Gretzky, Michael Jordan, Tony Stewart, Tom Hopkins, Kathy Colby all had coaches. Whether it was their father, someone else's father, or another person who helped them to shape their desires into an achievable path to success with a system of accountability where quitting was the only way to fail. Each of these people had someone who didn't see them as they first were, but as the person inside, they knew they could easily become...
2: The here from crackingyourmoneycode.com. Tune in to my Unlock Your Wealth update for your daily cup of money motivation. Weekdays at 1225 during the midday news report on Corinth hometown radio, 1370 AM, WWCB.
1: Greenback is your neighborhood lender for auto title loans. We offer fast and easy cash title loans for cars, trucks, and motorcycles. Keep your car with title loans from $100 to $50,000. There are no year or mileage limits at Greenback. And we offer the cheapest rates in Arizona, guaranteed. For more information, visit GreenbackTitleLoans.com or call 480-926-6666. Work all day, all night, take your my-
2: Welcome back to the show, everyone. You are listening to Unlock Your Wealth Radio, and I am she, your purveyor of prosperity, Heather Halls, and it is that time again for our final key in our Keys to Riches financial wellness series. Last key of the series and last key of the season before we kick off our big You know, remember, July 1st is our Declare Your Financial Independence Day, and we will have a special broadcast for that. Plus, you know, next week will be the 4th of July also, so, you know, um, hopefully you'll give us a listen, and you can get those last-minute barbecue tips on how to save money on your 4th of July extravaganza. So, it seems extravagant on the entertainment side, but very very conservative on the wallet side so we will have our special hints for a great holiday party then plus
0: it's
2: your 20th season oh, i know we're all we're all grown up we're almost legal
0: yeah
2: we're, we're uh we're all grown up 20th season i can't believe that that's pretty impressive yeah That's pretty impressive. Yay, we've done so good. So, uh, yeah, so for those of you who are joining us for the first time, welcome to the show. We're so glad to have you. We hope you're receiving value. For those of you who are new, the Keys to Riches is a baker's dozen of financial concepts that not only teach you how to think like the rich and be in control of your own money, but it also gives you specific techniques to create or fix your credit, eliminate debt, save and invest, building wealth while transforming your current financial habits into healthy money management skills. And we do that one key at a time, one week at a time from our Keys to Riches. And like I said, this has Become a Voracious Reader, so let's take a moment, shall we, and review all of the different keys. For those of you who have been with us, you want to reach your arms straight up in the air, fold it behind you, and start giving yourself a great pat on the back, just like if you could see us, Michael is doing right now, patting himself on the back for making it through yet another season of Unlock Your Wealth Radio, and... The first key was acceptance and affirmation, so we had to figure out where we were. We had to say, okay, I know nothing about money, or what I thought I knew was wrong, or I'm tired of making mistakes, or I don't know anything. I'm brand new. I'm just a young pup. I'm a babe in the woods. I'm just brand new at this money thing, and I don't want to make a mistake. So wherever it is that we are financially, we accepted that, and then we decided to affirm Firm our success at money management before it happens because if you can believe it you can achieve it and that's the key because if you think about it you are exactly successful where you are right now as a result of what you already know so if you didn't think you were successful at money management you were wrong because everything you knew took you to where you are now and you are a success based on what you know. So now what we need to do is move forward. And if you are not happy with the level of success you have achieved, then it's time to make changes. And that's why we accept where we are. And we start affirming it because, you know, a lot of our garbage floats under the ether in our subconscious as we learned that this is brain-based financial literacy. It's all about biology, why we don't manage our money right. Because you already know to spend less and save more, but you don't. So the reason why is because biology can overwhelm us. And it will kick in before our logic brain ever does. And so that's why we have to learn all of these different things in the order that we learn them. So we can build skills back... So we can then move forward because most of what we do with regard to our behavior and money has to do with other people's value systems that were put upon us when we were younger. So we have accepted and affirmed where we are now. Key two, we take action and we start by doing an organic assessment. And just like we talked about, you know, organic foods, we want to organically assess where we are. Most people will jump to budgets. Let's get a number. Are we cash flow positive or cash flow negative? But what we know here at the Unlock Your Wealth Foundation is that money has very little to do with successful money management. And what we are looking for is the when we go sideways. And explore the why so we can come up with the how to correct it. Because it's not about spending less and saving more. Because if it was, you'd already be doing it. And I wouldn't have this great radio show to come to each and every day to do. So now that we've got that in place, we're going to do our organic assessment. So we're going to save receipts and we're going to monitor our behavior without monitoring our behavior. And that will all make sense when we get to our seventh key and break the budget. Our next key we take, and it's dreams with deadlines. And this is where we create our goal achievement plan because everybody sets goals, but nobody plans to achieve them. And so instead of just setting goals, we create a goal achievement plan. And we do a multi-tiered plan so we have short, medium, and long-term goals that all work in harmony then we learn about the three questions and five areas of concern and knowledge is power not knowing is powerful and this is the crux of what we do because this is money management based on the way you think and that is the key to success is to have something that works with the existing biology so we can be successful with money management because while it looks like it comes easy for some it doesn't come easy for others i know that it's been a challenge for me too in each and Every day, thank goodness for this system that I'm able to wake up and stay on target because of the the program and the plan that I put in place. And so those three questions are simply, where am I? Where am I going? And what's the difference? And then our five areas of concern are the things that we should know about money. And we learn to take a financial inventory of our knowledge about money and figure out what we do know, what we don't know, and whether or not we're going to do it or delegate it. And that's critical in this key then we learn about emotions and how they play into our biology and take action or i'm sorry and take emotion out of the picture and then we learn how to keep our passions in perspective by being excited and enthusiastic about making money and reserved and controlled when it comes to spending money We then moved into Hope for the Best, Plan for the Worst, and this was addressing our financial fears and creating our financial fire escape plan before the fire occurs. We worked straight from there into breaking our budget and because budgets and diets, You know, they kind of are something we go on to and off of. And so instead of going on to and off of a budget that only works part time, we create a healthy savings and spending plan that moves with the way we live. That also works with our biology and our environment, what happens to us out there in the world. Then we addressed no seasonal exceptions because after we've created this incredible goal achievement program, we've revamped our savings and spending, we've identified our pitfalls, and we've created a financial fire escape plan, we can now learn how to stay steady and use a card of philosophy for our no seasonal exceptions and not let special events and situations derail us from our higher purpose, which is achieving our financial goals. After that, we then move into creating our credit, and this is a critical key because We can build wealth slowly over time or we can use leverage systematically and have other people build our wealth and accelerate our wealth timeline. And this is a critical key is having our credit intact by eliminating any frivolous debt and only have productive debt that pays for itself. And we learn all about that in our eighth key. Or our ninth key, excuse me. And then we move to remember real estate, which dovetails off that, where we learn all about home ownership and real estate investment and finding out which one's right for us and how to get started so we can create a millionaire lifestyle and income for ourselves right now. Then we go into our forget the perfection principle. And then we learn how to forgive ourselves. Then we move to our Uh, Review, Revise, and Recommit key, and now we are here at our final key, which is our Become a Voracious Reader. And this key is critical on so many levels. First off, I think that that's what's made me so successful my whole life is because I have been a voracious reader. It started with comic books and Nancy Drew mysteries and Agatha Christie. I always liked mysteries. I always liked figuring things out, trying to solve things before the the author or before the main character does in the books. And that was always kind of something that fueled my ability to be successful. School was pretty much a breeze for me. That's why I was always in trouble <laughs> because uh, I was always bored because I'd learn so fast. If I read it or wrote it down, I didn't need to re- to practice or study. I could just be good. And that, uh, you know, idle hands are the devil's playthings was was my mantra <laughs> growing up. But that's what served me so well. And even though I didn't get to finish college, I was so paranoid because I wasn't going to be as good as everybody else that had that piece of paper degree that I continued my voracious reading in a nonfiction manner and studied everything I could learn and get my hands on about What was in whatever current industry I was working at the time, and I wanted to be an expert at everything that I was doing, and so I read, and I read books from people that were there in the trenches, living the dream, working the dream, and teaching me about the pitfalls and stuff, and that's what just kind of made me incrementally better, but but becoming a voracious reader does amazing things for you brain-wise that you need to be aware of. First off, reading great writing elevates the way we think. In addition to elevating the way we think, it gives us a chance to do the what-if scenario by living vicariously through somebody else, watching their mistakes and their foibles. And so then we go, "Uh uh-oh, don't do that again, but without having to have done it the first time. So that's one of the beauties is to be able to see how scenarios play out and learn how to create, like, your own chess plan, and have additional strategies simply by reading and learning from other people's stories and experiences that allows them to become our own because the brain can't tell between an imagined event and an actual occurrence. You know, I mean, it, it holds them in, I, I should say, it holds them in the same place as it stores the memory. You consciously know what's real or not. And when you don't, that's when you have to go to the, 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 uh, um, funny farm the dementia, doctor. <laughs> the dementia doctor the funny farm to go help you um, learn how to manage your mind a little bit better but but consciously we know the difference but the brain holds the information the same way and so it allows you to create those neural pathways as if it was your own experience and so you can go oh okay well i'm going to make a left turn instead of a right here forward with this new information Reading great writing permanently alters your brain. So that's what's cool. Once you read something and once you know something, you can't unknow it. Okay, so you have to, so it embeds itself. So that's why it's important that we're only focusing on quality information that we're taking in, that we're not reading garbage like gossip magazines because, you know, you are what you read about and think about all day long. And if you're reading about scandals and stuff, likely you're going to be involved in one. If you're reading about being successful and a good person and building wealth, you're likely to be one. It's kind of amazing how that works. It's like you are what you eat. You also are what you think. It kind of works the same way. It also elevates our vocabulary. It gives us words we wouldn't typically use or may be familiar with, uh, like prawey from text messages that I know that just gets under Michael's skin uh, because that's the short form of probably, but people don't even say probably anymore because they're so in this LOL acronym environment that they just say probably in real life too, and it's just really degrading.
0: It's becoming the word. That's what the word
2: is. Uh, I know, and it's really degrading our level of communication, but what... That is good news for you because if you commit to greatness through reading and your vocabulary, the people who can communicate are going to be the more successful. It's going to widen the gap between the haves and haves nots
0: Right.
2: Because there's going, there's going to be no middle of the road anymore. It's either you're a great communicator or you're not.
0: Either you say probably or you don't. Right.
2: You're either probably or probably. Yeah. And if you're probably, you're probably likely to be average and uninspired, and uh, probably just uh, unrecognized. But if you want to be of value, if you want to be a contributor, if you want to be remembered and have a legacy, then you probably should focus on your vocabulary. And one way to do that is, again, reading great writing. It also gives you tools. So imagine if you're in a debate. Over a particular topic, and if you've already read about it and seen and read an interaction communication between a couple of characters in a book, either in fiction or somebody's relaying a story in nonfiction, now you can already see ahead it's like it's like being a great chess player. You can already predict the move the person is going to make based on the way the chess pieces are. so based on the way the conversation is sounding, you already have those words loaded and ready to go. They're at your disposal again, why because you remember everything you read. You may not be able to recall it consciously, but it's there under the ether, I promise. It's there. And so that's what, you know, one of the great things is that it gives you the resources you need when you need them. And you know, one of the greatest things that you can do is enrich your life with reading. <coughs> and to be able to have the answers when you need them, you know, they say Uh, that luck is when preparedness meets opportunity. And I can't think of a better way to prepare than through the written word. And, you know, uh, not just that it's one of our sponsors, audible.com, but when I used to drive from Phoenix to Tucson because one of our mortgage branches was in Tucson, I'd make that drive three, four times a week. And it was 101 miles doorstep to doorstep. Horrible drive. Uh, Oh, you don't like it?
0: Yeah, it's
2: kind of ugly. Well, it is flat. However, if you have an audio book cranking, yeah. you don't even notice the drive. Yeah. You know, I just have the landmarks. You know, the thing turn here, and then you've got the uh, ostrich and emu farm yeah, yeah. on the right. So I just, you know, I know the little, little particular landmarks of when you come come around. So I know exactly where I am uh, in the drive. So and it's so funny too because I'll I would slow down if I would get too close. What is it, Picacho Peak? Is that I, one of the? Peak. So what, when I would hit Picacho Peak, I was like, uh oh, I'm not I'm not going to have enough time to finish this book. I better slow down. (laughs) I'm getting here too fast just so I can finish my book. And if a book is unabridged, that means every word is read so you're not missing out on anything. And who doesn't like a good story told to them? I mean, we we went to bed as kids being told stories. So it's so great when you can just sit back and listen, you know, and it's just like as if you were having a conversation with someone in the car because somebody else was doing the talking and you can just listen and learn. And if you miss something... You can just hit rewind and go back and hear it over and over so the message sinks in. You know, so there's more than one way to read, too. So what we want to focus on is becoming a voracious reader. So I'm going to give you a challenge. It's either five minutes or five pages each and every day. So we want to take five to enhance our reading skills. And we're going to do this, again, by five minutes or five pages and stop at that time, don't get caught up no matter how good it is or if it seems like you're getting to a good part, don't keep going. You want to keep, you want to shut that discipline off and the reason uh, why we want you to stop at that, whatever your particular goal is, is because we want you to keep the anticipation going. Right. Okay, because we want to make sure that you pick it up the next day because we need you to make it a habit. In order to make it a habit, you need to do it over and over and over again. They say 21 days, but I say in, in physical therapy or occupational therapy, when you have to relearn mechanical movements of the body and retrain neural pathways, it's three to 5,000 times to make, you know, like if you have to relearn how to walk or how to speak, three to 5,000 times before it becomes autopilot. So we want to make sure that we create that anticipation. So five minutes if you're a fast reader or just five pages if you're a slow reader. But the more you read, it's just like a muscle and you start working it out every day, five minutes every day. Then you're going to build that muscle back up and you'll be flying at reading in no time. And again, stop at your allocation. And only when you feel like it's a regular habit should you expand that. That's it for this week's key. For our key statement, key affirmation, and key action item, visit our website at unlockyourwealthradio.com. And for more in-depth interviews with money experts, strategies, and members-only tools to fix your credit, get out of debt, and have more money and happiness, do what other savvy listeners have and visit unlockyourwealthradio.com where you go to get your money mind right so your wealth and happiness will follow. Become an Insiders Club member today and start receiving the benefits of millionaire wisdom right now. Today's show is brought to you by Audible.com. Get a free audiobook download at unlockyourwealthradio.com slash free and click on the link to over 150,000 titles to choose from for your iPhone, Android, Kindle, or MP3 player. For Unlock Your Wealth Radio and Michael Terry, I'm Heather Wagonhals. Now go out and unlock your wealth today.
0: UnlockYourWealthRadio.com is produced by Heather Wagonhals and the Unlock Your Wealth Foundation. UnlockYourWealthRadio.com and its affiliates are copyrighted 2013 with all rights reserved. For more information on the Keys to Riches financial wellness series, please visit our website at www.unlockyourwealth.com.